Welcome back to another episode of the Strength and Speed Podcast. I'm your host, Strength and Speed owner and Conquer the Gauntlet Pro, Evan Preparis. I have a special co-host with me. I have Helene Dumay. Helene, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Evan. Good to be there. Yeah, it's good to have you. For those of you who don't remember Helene, last time we interviewed her, we were actually in Otherworld OCR, the gym in Frederick, Maryland, or Otherworld Fitness, as it's now called. And mm-hmm. we were talking about some of her accomplishments, including being the only woman to finish the 888-kilometer Infinitus. Is that what it's called? Yes, the Infinitus race. Give us a, I know you've, you've got a pretty insane endurance resume, so give us just a couple of your other highlights um, from your background. Right. <laughs> well, so the, the big chunks are crossing the state of Florida, so 400 kilometers, self-supported. Um, the survivor run in Nicaragua, followed by the 100K, that is one of the most grueling 100K uh, you'll find on the earth, I guess, <laughs> because you have to climb two volcanoes back to back. No big deal. Um, <laughs> uh, what did I do? <laughs> no, no, I'm losing count. Oh, the Spine Race, uh, which is uh, 270 miles across uh, Great Britain, one of the most grueling ones, self-supported in the dark and the cold. Uh, all of these, uh, uh, also, well, uh, I ended up on podium, so that's why I'm talking about them. My one last big one was 360K across the Swiss Alps, uh, Swiss Peaks. That was, was beautiful. Way too many um, uh, elevation gain <laughs> and loss. That was insane, but that was uh, awesome. Wow. All right, so we'll, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that later if we have time. We are going to talk about Platinum Rig Relay 24-hour a lot during this episode, or at least for the second half. Before we do that, though, and before we bring on our guests, quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Mudgear. Mudgear makes those awesome OCR socks that you've been seeing on pretty much every athlete all over the place. They also just released a couple of new products. So they released a lifestyle tee. It's like an American flag shirt with people climbing the American flag like it's a rope climb which is really soft. It's like one of the softest t-shirts I own. They released the seat shield. So it's like a cover that goes over your car, your car seats, allowing you to get back in your car muddy. And then you just throw it in the wash after. It's actually a lot thinner than I thought it was going to be. Super nice, real easy to clean and looks great on your car. So I recommend getting two. So it's aesthetically appealing in your car. And then, and also because you're probably going to race with a friend or a family member who's also going to be muddy. And then finally, the other new product is the Rucksack. So it's a sock specifically designed for rucking. So for those of you who are doing go ruck or you know death race or some of the other kind of endurance races where you might be wearing boots or not, not traditional running shoes. It doesn't go all the way up to your knee, but it's kind of like mid, mid shin there. And it's a little bit thicker. And I actually wore it today, this morning for a run and thought it, thought it worked well for that too. So it's actually kind of felt like a, a warmer pair of mudgear socks. It was nice. So yeah. Check those out over at mudgear.com. I don't know if our code CTG strong still works. If not, I think MRG10 might work. Either way, Mudburn Guide has a, has a code on their site. All right, let's bring on our guest. 
today we have Sebastian Dion. I'm going to try to use, use my best accent there to pronounce his last <laughs> name. But he was on the team that won the Platinum Rig 24-hour championship last year. A little bit more about his background. 2014, quit smoking and started doing OCR. He was a cross-country runner previously. Did some more, a couple more in 2015, three or four more OCRs, and started falling in love with the sport through that. And then he also met Helene on social media and started following her survival run Nicaragua stuff and started getting into the endurance field and, you know, getting deeper into OCR over the last couple of years. Now, like I said, his team won the 24-hour Platinum Ring Championship this past year. He ran the solo for World Toughest Mudder, covering a total of 80 miles, which is awesome. Finished in the top 60 in pro at OCRWC in London as one of the three Canadians to finish with their band, which is a pretty awesome accomplishment. Got some awesome stuff coming up later this year, including Platinum Ring in Canada again, uh, running World's Toughest Mudder again, and doing a 100-mile trail race. Plus, he just got back from Fuego y Agua in Nicaragua, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that a little. So, Sebastian, welcome to the show. Hi. Awesome. So I know we, we talked a little bit about your background in your intro. Just give us a little more depth. You know, you play sports in high school and college and talk a little bit about that transition into obstacle course racing. Yeah, but no, I, I don't play, I don't play sports in high school. I was uh, just a normal guy doing uh, musculation, but not uh, any athletic sports like running or something. I do cross country at uh, primary grade. When you say cross country, are we talking cross country skiing? No, cross country, uh, cross country riding. Uh, okay, like, gotcha. Yeah. Just making yeah. sure we're on the same page. <laughs> okay, so no, then I I don't run after after I entered the second at the high school uh, because I started smoking and I smoked for like twenty years or twenty years as a, when I decided to quit. And going back to race after that. Athletes who may be currently smoking or may have a family member that's smoking, how did you end up quitting? Like, how did you talk about that process? Was it just like cold turkey you stopped one day, or did you like use gum or patches or something? Mm, or what was the thing? Uh, no, uh, when I decided to quit, that uh, make a lot of time I want to quit, but uh, can, can't uh, realize that. But I uh, I have uh, I don't know, uh, ac- uh, acupuncture with the needles. Yep, acupuncture. He treat my back because I have an injury at this time, and he he asked me if I want to to quit smoking. He can do something for me with that to just be good uh, with the, that uh, with that thing. So uh, I entered the office. Uh, Monday and uh, at uh, five o'clock, and I never smoke again after that. That is wild. I've never heard that before. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> I I love that. I, I totally did not know the answer to that question. What you were gonna say? That's completely is me being completely lucky with that question. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So you said you know on your intro, you said you started following Helene, started getting more into the endurance thing. Talk about getting involved in OCR and why you're you know, maybe leaning more towards the endurance side of the sport. Endurance, uh, endurance just make me feel good when I'm just alone with myself, running for 
very, very long hour, like survival run, 34 hours. Uh, Canada, survival run Canada. When I do 34 hours, uh, was, I was just good with me to be alone a long way like that. Uh, so I have a very, uh, not anxious, but um, I have a very stressful job and being out there uh, in that kind of race and endurance long time make me feel better just uh, leave the pressure. Awesome. Yeah, totally, totally understand that. I think <laughs> I'm sure Helene probably feels pretty similar, I would imagine. Or... Yeah, I wouldn't say I have a very stressful job, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just feels, it's simple. It's, an, it's such a simple answer that a lot of endurance uh, athletes will end up saying, or it would be part of their answer that why we like to do that. It just feels good. <laughs> it just yeah. feels good to be out there in the wild with ourselves. It's simple. It's, uh, it just brings you back to what's... Or, you know, I don't know, in our natural design, what we're designed to do, just be out there moving forward on our own mean. <laughs> yeah. You just got back from Nicaragua, I don't know, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, uh, two weeks ago, yeah. Two weeks ago. And we're recording this on uh, March 10th. So tell me a little bit about that event, because I know that this uh, Fuego Iago is a very, very unique event uh, in the endurance world. Yes, uh, really. I was supposed to to uh, to run that race two years ago, but I was injured. So I volunteering for the entire race for the survival run and the trail. So I see the the course from another side, and I I, I really want to to be there to race to know how it is uh, inside on the volcano. So. Uh, when they announced uh, this year's, uh, I, I decided to come back and to race it with a friend. But it's just, uh, it's just an, it's an amazing race, but it's the most difficult thing I ever done. More than Survival Run Canada, more than World of Mother, more than anything. It's just insane. It's not riding, it's climbing. It's like rock climbing, rock climbing, long, long way huge gain of elevation but ascension really tough really uh, really really tough for the for the leg very 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 muscular not like running at five minutes kilometers sometimes we just not advanced we just trying to to go front but like 30 35 minutes per kilometer so yeah <laughs> really tough Nice. And I think some people may not be familiar with it at all. So is it, is it a marked course or are you land navigating or, you know, what is... No, it's marked. It's okay. a marked course. Yeah. Nice. Do they have you do challenges in between? No, 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 no. It's, uh, it's really uh, just a trail run, a trail running, but not a trail running because of the, all of the elevation is so, it's special. Uh, I have done like uh, 125K, I have uh, 200K and uh, Top Water this year, but it's really not the same. Gotcha. It's all about the, the, the elevation and the, the feel, the, ter the ter uh, terrain. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I think I'm going to take a pass on that one. I'm not a, not a huge elevation guy. I don't, 
<laughs> don't, I don't like climbing mountains. <laughs> but more power to you. Uh, that is impressive. Hey, obviously, you're from Canada. Give me some of the... I know Canada has a unique obstacle course racing scene, right? Some of the companies stay up there. They don't come down to America. Have you raced... I'm assuming you've raced Northman before? Yes. Uh, nope. Yes, I, I am... Uh... I am on the team of uh, Northman Race. So, okay, yeah. that's that's what I thought. Tell me a little bit about Northman because we've had Marco on the podcast before. We've had Claude, his wife, on the podcast before. Yeah. And a lot of the athletes in my group, you know, every year we're like, oh, we're definitely going to go up to Northman. And then we start like laying out our calendar and it doesn't pan out right. Um, <laughs> but I still want to make it up there at some point. So tell us a little bit about the Northman Race. Northman is, Northman is not like all other OCR. Because it's more obstacle is more the ludic Eden. That's a good good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, more yeah, so the the obstacle at Northman Rins are more fun or playful. Okay. Yeah. More original. It's not just let's say rope climb or climbing over a wall as we are used to in other obstacle races. Much more original. Yeah, and it's not just about uh, running fast or being strong. It's also about uh, sometimes you you have to cut wood with a saw, or uh, you have to uh, to uh, take uh, a bucket going to the river, take some uh, water, and going up a little hill, put that in another piece, uh, uh, climb your bucket with a rope. So you have to use finest or so it's not just about running running fast and being strong so it's cool yeah awesome were you on marco's uh northman team for world's toughest mudder in 2017 or 18 doing the relay no no uh no i was okay. not there uh, this year no but uh i will be with marco this year in 2020 at the world toughest mother okay but yep. uh, we run uh, we will running so Okay. I think I saw you on the way out of World's Toughest. I can't remember who I said hi to, but it was one of the Northmen guys. And I think you were standing next to him. Okay. I thought you'd remember. Yeah, yeah it's like random, <laughs> random encounters with people on the way out of World's Toughest. <laughs> yeah. Um, so cool. Yeah, looking forward to that. And, you know, World's Toughest Mudder is now back on as of, yeah. I don't know, about a week and a half ago. So that's exciting. Yeah. All right, let's start talking about Platinum Rig 24-hour relay. So your team went there and won last year. So first of all, who did you have on your team? I have uh, Damien Langlois Vergue, uh, William, <laughs> Bru- <laughs> uh, William Bois, and uh, Frédéric Legare. Okay. I can't pronounce any of those, but I like <laughs> A it. A bunch of french Canadian. <laughs> french Canadians, <laughs> yeah. You guys are team platinum rig, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Very impressive. Awesome. <laughs> So tell us a little bit, you know, for the, a lot of us weren't there, and we talked a little bit on a previous podcast with Jarrett Newby, um, whose team came in, I think, fourth or sixth, I can't remember. I think yeah, fourth. I think fourth. Yeah, yeah, the Noob Sanity crew. So just for those who may not know, tell a little bit about, you know, what the event looks like. and It's look, it like the best thing for any uh, obstacle racer who loves to do obstacle in bunch because that's all you have to do it's not about running it's just a uh, 400k so it's fast it's uh, so it's a uh, hundred it's a 400k loop but you do it uh, back and forth so 800 meters 
So for us, meters. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Not 400k. Helene, Helene yeah. is interested if it's 400k. She yeah, wants, so she wants to do that one solo. On. <laughs> no, so uh, it's very fast. Uh, for us, it's about like seven and a half minutes per round with like 20, 25 obstacles. It's really fast. We, we're thinking at the start that it would be long and we have break. At, at the beginning of the race, we're thinking about doing like two or three laps uh, every time. So the, before taking a break and change uh, partner. But at the speed we do it, it's like impossible because we do it literally like a sprint. So every time it's just go, go, go. Uh, at high speed, going back to the pit, changing people, go around like that for 24 hours. So it's more like a sprint run than a, an endurance run. We in the in the morning after the night we enter some uh, some round at like four minutes. So it's just insane after <laughs> after 16, 18 hours of race. I know, Helene, you're on the backside. You're actually working for Platinum Rig for this. Is that correct? Well, I'm not working. I'm just helping them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning um, they found me or I found them uh, in 2014 when I was full out in obstacle course racing. And we kind of we became friends since. So I helped them uh, and they uh, encouraged me in, what, in every crazy things I'm doing. So... Uh, the, at this first uh, edition, the Canadian one, where Sebastian and his team won, uh, I was there helping. And the, the upcoming one this year, uh, I'll be racing with Sebastian. Actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so, um, yeah, it's, it's really, um, it's a very unique, new concept. So it's very refreshing in the world of obstacle horse racing to have this event. So even among the 24-hour event that's out there, we can't compare it because as uh, like Sebastian uh, mentioned, there's no running. Uh, it's mainly obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. So if you love obstacle, it's going to be your thing. And so it's on a 400-meter track. And basically, there's the inside of the track filled with obstacle. And then you, you go on the outside of the track for more obstacles. So you have to cover 800 meter filled with obstacle to complete one lap. And so it's a team uh, championship. So in teams of four, if you're in the competitive category, you must have at least one woman uh, on the team. And so as much as, so here I'm saying like, oh, obstacle after obstacle, people got to keep in mind that uh, we've designed it so that so it's accessible, it's doable. Right, it's not like crazy, like the most grueling rig you've you've probably seen, uh, you know, at Words um, Words OCR World Championship. So uh, you know, people know Platinum Ring for their rigs, but for this event, all the obstacles are are scaled down. Yes, you're gonna have a few rigs, but you have uh, just a ver variety of walls, row climb, carries, A-frame, cargo net some original ones that you're only going to see there and it's all doable right so anybody everyone are welcome for the event you're going to make it and the cool thing is that constantly the the, the course will change so sometimes you'll have 40 obstacles open 
sometimes they're going to close a few obstacles and then they're going to modulate, transform them. So let's say a six foot wall can become an inverted wall. One of the, let's say, vertical cargo net will become a flat and you have to go over or under without touching the ground, let's say. So it's not boring. <laughs> You're constantly challenged and ooh, what did they open? What did they close? And as uh, Sebastian mentioned as well, through the night, uh, sometimes then you may end up with just barely just a few obstacles. So it's much more of a running uh, challenge. So this is where as a, with your team, you can come up with different strategies. And let's say through when, okay, there's so many, just a few obstacles out there only, just send your best runner. <laughs> and if let's say you have more grip oriented obstacle open, so maybe send more often your, your guy that is strong with, with the grip. So it's not so much about building the strongest uh, team, you know, with all the, the, the strongest guy, but to come up with the best strategy. And again, strategies are infinite in that case. Because, because it's on a track, so all the teams are set up in the middle, all the camps, it's like a big party at the same time. And you can see everything all the time. So you can encourage and support and even cue one of your teammates as he's running the lap, you know? So you're never alone. You're never in the dark moment alone in the mud or in the cold. <laughs> you, won't, you won't get that. You're only gonna, you know, the, you feel the excitement the whole time of the 24 hours because you're always with your team, with supporters, uh, with spectators. And there's always people beside you as well, other uh, racers. So it's fun, you know? You don't get, again, in dark, lonely moment where okay come on you gotta you know move your <laughs> move your ass on your own there's always someone behind or close by to kind of push you challenge you so that keeps uh the rhythm really fun and um, and challenging it sounds great it's the event i'm most excited for in 2020 so i plan on coming to the usa one uh august 1st and 2nd weekend and definitely i want to see you there i'm really curious <laughs> how are you gonna how are you gonna do <laughs> i'm coming i think i'm gonna run team not individual okay. um That's just because cool. i my priorities this year i think team aligns better with uh, some of the other races i have going on but okay. i i, so I am you, excited if you go in a team uh, and again if there's two categories so the competitive one and the open one so in competitive one um each, each of the teammates must, must at least cover 20% of okay. the, the lap. So, you know, that's one thing to keep in mind. So you cannot, because let's say I know Ryan Atkins has his team already registered. So you couldn't just run 80% of the time <laughs> and the rest of his team do a 20. Uh, so at least everyone at least must do complete 20% of the, of the, of the 24 hour of the lap. Nice. I like yeah. that. That's good. Definitely competitive. I'll, that's where I'll be. Yeah. So you're going to go for the competitive uh, category. There's like right now, the, there's prize and money prize and prizes. And right now the purse is at $10,000. It start at $10,000 US. <laughs> uh, but it's a progressive purse. So the more registration there are, the uh, bigger the purse will become. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. awesome. That's so awesome. So me and 
jumping back to the Jarrett Newby episode we did talking about Platinum Rig, we were actually talking about how, you know, that's a common thing in motocross, uh, the sport he has a background in, but we've never seen anyone do it in OCR or at least anyone do it well or a major brand. So I think that's awesome to hear you guys are doing that. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of prizes also, not only for the, well, there's podiums, but not only for the three first place, but also for the fourth and fifth. So people will get a lot out of it. Lots of swag, um, for sure. And um, I was thinking about something else. Oh, yeah. The cool thing, too. So, you know, if people like obstacle, well, great. That's their thing. And we make it obstacle mandatory. <laughs> Now, again, as I mentioned, though it's designed so that it's, it's accessible. So if, let's say, you get many options to be able to uh, have mandatory obstacles. So first, you do it. If you can't do it, uh, you will have an option B beside that obstacle. Let's say you get to a rig and you're just exhausted and you have no more grip. Like, damn it. And so you can try as much as you want the obstacle but the clock is still ticking, of course. Then you can decide, no, I'm going to go for option B beside, which could be something just lighter, easier. Uh, let's say just go over a cargo net and plus a carry. So, of course, you'll be able to do it, but it's going to take you longer. So you're still, you know, uh, disadvantaged if you don't do the, the main obstacle. And you still have a third option, Let's say for one reason or another, you cannot do this, the, 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 the one on the side, the option B. You can still run back to the, uh, the pit crew, the exchange area, and tag one of your teammates. Your teammate has to just redo the whole course until he gets to where you were and then keep going for you. So in the end, you're still penalized if you do the, take that option in the time. So, uh, but at least, I mean, you can all, there's always an option for you to keep moving forward. I like it. I think it's clever. Yeah. You know, here on Strength and Speed, we're a fan of mandatory obstacle completion. So <laughs> yes. I, think, I, think that's, I think that's a pretty good compromise with, you know, obviously you don't want to eliminate teams if they can't do an obstacle, especially in a 24-hour event, right? That would, that would right. suck to pay all that entry fee and then get bumped exactly. six hours in. But I think that's a good compromise yeah. to, to, to win the obstacle course race. And to place well in the obstacle course race, you have to do the obstacles. Yep. Sounds fairly intuitive, but not always the common theme among, uh, <laughs> among all brands there. Yes. And so when you do uh, as a team, as a team, when you complete a lap, then you got to write your team number and uh, I think the time you finish. So in that like um, area, there's like a huge board where every, everybody has to write it down, it takes like three seconds and everybody has to do it anyway. So it's not like you're losing time. But the cool thing is that you, everyone can follow who's where. All right, let's say team, uh, you know, team Sebastian. Team Platinum Rig is at 15 laps, where the other team is at 17 laps. So you can follow the, the competition on that board the whole time. Awesome. That sounds great. I, I literally can't wait. Like I said, most of the event I'm most excited about, and I'm even, I'm actually skipping one of my Conquer the Gauntlet races to come up there. So, ooh, that's you, big. Yeah, it's that's big. You know, it's got to be important if I'm if I'm willing to do that. So, yeah, we'll make sure we we, we acknowledge that when you get there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, it sounds like a great event, as you've been saying. I'm going to start wrapping things up here. Before we go, though, first, Sebastian, where can people find you racing this year uh, besides Platinum Rig and World's Toughest Motor? Yeah. World's Toughest Motor, 24 plates and every rig. I do uh, 100 miles at the Gaspésia Saint in Gaspésie uh, in the uh, end of June, I okay. think. Yes. Yes. And yes. I am already registered for a race from um, Endurance Society, Sindomine, uh, uh, in June too. But I don't know what is the race because we don't have any indication at this time. So it's like 24-ish more, or I don't know what it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. For sure, I will do a lot of obstacle race uh, like Northman, uh, Dead and Race. I will. I want to try Bonfrog too at New York uh, in August. So yeah. Cool. Plans to go to OCR World Championships again this year, or you skip? Yes, out? yes, yes. Absolutely. Nice. For awesome. the two event. Nice. Awesome. And Helene, what else? Do you have anything else crazy going on or you taking an off year? I <laughs> know. I can't stop. <laughs> I wonder when am I going to stop, but no, not this year. Uh, so next big one is definitely the 24-hour platinum rig, the Canadian one. So June 6th, then you're going to have the American World Championship one, August 1st uh, and 2nd uh, nearby New York. Uh, I do have also that same event mentioned, uh, Sebastian mentioned in Gaspasia. So this is in Quebec, uh, beautiful area. Um, so he's running the 100 mile. I'm running uh, a new race. They actually designed, <laughs> the name is called, it is called the 60 Hours of Helen. So <laughs> you have your uh, own race named after you? This yes. is the best. Yes. <laughs> so we, ju we just came up with that. So it's a 150 mile self-supported race over there. So that's my race. <laughs> um, that's the end of the June. Uh, June, sorry. There's another one in July. It, there's an all crazy concept, but uh, the backyard, uh, Big Wolf Ultra. Yep. It's more and more. Um, uh, people talk more and more about this concept. So you gotta run for something mile on the hour until last minute standing. So I'm going to do this uh, here in Quebec in July. I got some of the things I'm working on. It's cooking. Uh, if this happened in October, it's going to be huge, big. We're talking about the Himalayas. But All right. <laughs> yep. I'm going to I'm gonna have to like star, you know, on Facebook, you can make people's information appear first. I'm going to have to star you, Helene, so I can keep up with all this. Yeah. This, is, this is all good yeah. stuff. And uh, we might have to bring you on the podcast again at the end of the year or early next year to catch up to see how all these things went. <laughs> sure. All right. And since we have three people on the podcast, we're going to do, you know, tell us one thing people would be surprised to know about you. Let's, mm. go, with, let's go with Helene first. Helene yeah. first. <laughs> <laughs> well, something, uh, I got two things. Because the first one is uh, I sing but maybe people started to know that because I started to post stuff on Facebook. People didn't know before, but yeah, uh, I sang before I ran. So I'm a singer. Do, when Second you get low, when you get lonely yeah. in the middle of ultras, do you sing in like the, oh, middle yeah. of the woods? Okay. Oh yeah. 
if you're looking for me, just listen and I'll be the one thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, other thing is before all this, before I was into sport, I was a sommelier, so a wine expert. Oh, weird. So, yeah, That's right? wild. <laughs> really wild. Then when I found out, like, I'm, I'm actually good at running, so I just stopped everything. Like, that's it. Ciao, bye. No more restaurant. No more working in that environment. Huh. Yep. Interesting. All right, Sebastian, you're up. What do you got? Uh, yeah, but I talked about it, I think, uh, in the beginning of the podcast, but I was a smoker for, like, more than 20 years. Uh, and I have never think about running, like, a, 21k before so <laughs> before i quit smoking any, anybody can ask me for if, if i can do that a day uh, i would i've said never but for now i i would just try to find uh, always longest thing to do and to improve and to to challenge myself so yeah cool so i usually try to do one that relates to my guess, I've never smoked, which I, I don't think people would be surprised to know that. <laughs> um, and I, I've kind of used this one already, but, you know, I did act and, and I, was, I was in musicals in high school. So I used to, I was in chorus really? in high school, I was in band. Um, nice. <laughs> maybe if you start a GoFundMe, I'll release the, me as a senior singing uh, Friedrich from Sound of Music with like a super, super high <laughs> note, the uh, clock song before they go to bed. So. Nice. We should exchange uh, videos because I've done some musical as well. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Give me, give me some musicals you were in. I did the Phantom of the Opera. Oh, serious? That's like yeah, serious so I'm, stuff. Serious stuff. Yeah. I was younger though, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't get those high notes anymore. I don't want to know <laughs> if I can hit them. It's slightly <laughs> embarrassing. So. We'll keep that to myself, and um, I'm glad that's on VHS and not converted <laughs> yeah, to, to digital or uh, DVD at this point. Yep. All right, we're going to take off. Before we go, shout-outs to friends, family, sponsors, etc. Sebastian, uh, you can go first. Hey, sponsor, Platinum Rig, Norman Race, Brigix, Allegab. I don't know if you know about Maple Syrup, even uh, from Quebec, but, but it's the best thing to have in race. What is so, it? The food? Uh, bricks. Uh, bricks. It's uh, maple syrup. Ah, for, how can I... for for racer, uh, I think I think the boil it not uh, at the same point of maple normal maple syrup, and they add uh, like Himalayan salt inside of it, so it's just like <laughs> so candy, good. So, yeah. <laughs> Helene, you need to bring me some for the uh, Oh, definitely. Break. I will. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, this is like heaven. Yeah. I don't think they I sell run. them here, or if they do, you got to do it online, probably. Online, you can find yeah. them uh, uh, in, in the U.S. This is he, magical, honestly. Can you say yeah. the name one more time? Bricks. Bricks. Okay. B-R-E-X, yeah. Okay. B-R-I-X. X, yep. Yeah. All right, Helene, what do you got? Uh, so definitely big shout out to Platinum Rig. They've been going at it. I'm, anyway, I'm going to stop there because <laughs> I can go on. Exact Nutrition, uh, EXO, Cricket Protein Bars, Osprey Pack, uh, Zero Shoes. I just discovered Zero Shoes. Uh, I'm in love. I found <laughs> these shoes. 
icebreaker can go without these uh shout out to my coaches the weedy mile tribe shout out to everybody's the backers of the film facing infinitors that i'm still working on it to get the full the long version for the backers out there uh hopefully this spring oh awesome so you, you gotta is it are you the center point of the documentary or is it just about infinitus in general um i play a role in there obviously but uh it's not just about me okay cool. it's, about, it's about the race yep so cool. the short version is 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 sent right now to the film festival so that's why i can still not i cannot still release the full version for a general public gotta wait till okay. all the festival are hit all right make sure you pass me if there's like a teaser trailer or a trailer online or something make sure you pass me that link so we can post it with this podcast definitely Every, everybody, everything can be found on my website, elenjume.com. You got documentary film up there, all the info, the teaser is there. Cool. Well, now I'm, I'm even more excited. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, speaking of filming, over the last, well, since OCR America 2, for my listeners that are familiar with that, we've been working, when I say we, I mean Stokeshed, the guy who produced all the little three-minute videos for the eight-day event, has been working on a documentary that is uh, focused on OCR slash essentially me, ultra OCR man, right? Working on shooting some more film and going to release that. So uh, head nice. over and give Stoke Shed a like if you're not fam familiar with them. They make some really good content. And he produced all these. He, he shot, produced, edited, and published all these videos in under 24 hours. It was, it was, in it was cool. insane. These like little three-minute clips. So we shot a bunch of stuff this past weekend as of recording this. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And then other than that, nice. my, my biographical book, Ultra OCR Man, is out now on Audible, digital, and hard copy. So people can head over and pick that up. If you think I talk too fast, don't worry. Someone else narrates it for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so it won't be a problem. You don't have to hear my fast talk in New York accent. All right. Other than that, we have Bleg Mitts for sale again, back in stock, both the extreme and the lights. And then my other books are all available on sale at teamstrengthspeed.com, both Mudrun Guide's OCR Bucket List and Strength and Speed's Guide to Elite Obstacle Course Racing is back in stock. And then, of course, the Ultra OCR Bible. Once we run out of hard copies to Ultra OCR Bible, we are, we are done with that. I'm not going to reprint those because it's expensive. Thanks again, both of you, for coming on. And uh, Thank you. looking forward to seeing you at a Platinum Rig Relay and then World Toughest Motor. So yeah. keep in all touch. Right. And we'll, yes, sir. Uh, we'll talk more later. Keep up the good sure. work, Evan. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks.